And they kind of looked at me and they said the answer was, was alcohol. Tom Caulfield, James Whistle. This is the story of The Tempest 2. So ladies and gentlemen, The Tempest 2. Welcome back to the Tempest 2 podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Here we are. We're recording this on a Friday, a little bit later than usual. We'll come on to why later in the episode. We'll also come on to why we're both very, very tired today. <laughs> Fatty gear. I am exhausted. I'm tired as well. But you're going to get into the science of why we're tired later, right? I will try. <laughs> <laughs> I can't promise. I've made no notes, but I will. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't promise any actual facts, but I'll give it a ruddy good go. Oh, good week. Yeah, been a great week, Yeah, I think. I think. Um, yeah, it has been a good week, actually. We've been in London. We've been to Wales. We, yes. We've been back to Wales. Do you know what's weird about Wales? A lot. <laughs> the language. Yes, it is. I can't think of a language that has less value to learn than Welsh. Wow. Do you know what I mean, though? That nowhere else in the world speaks it yeah it's like you know like you see kids these days learning mandarin or you learn spanish due to the the what that enables you to do in the world of work yep if you're putting on your cv i speak welsh i don't think it's adding any real kind of clout to your <laughs> professional resume is it no it's not a cv builder that's no. for sure and it, your cv would have to be fucking long if it was written in welsh i feel like yeah i feel like it's a just a traditional Maybe a dying language because even if you Whoa. if you just learn Welsh, you have to. You really nowhere speaks exclusively Welsh, does it? Apart from Mescal in Patagonia. Yeah, that's yeah. If they're fair enough, <laughs> if, you, if you don't want to learn another language, you can move to Patagonia. Um, like some very very mean people at the end of World War Two. <laughs> I was like, you yeah, know someone? No. Weird little reference yeah. to Argentina. <laughs> talking about the Nazis. <laughs> yes, exactly. Not uh, saying they're linked whatsoever. Uh, but yes, Wales, again, <laughs> I've been to Wales more in the last six weeks mm. than the last probably six years. And that's just two times. Wait a minute. We didn't pay to get back over the bridge. Did we pay to uh, any, any direction? No. Is it automatically done now? How? But I'm pretty sure you're meant to. No. I didn't see any signs. I'm not sure I've ever paid to go either oh, I way. I thought you had to pay. I think, is that not the next bridge up by Chepstow? <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> we'll have this discussion maybe, uh, after maybe. the podcast. We'll chat about this later. Um, right, before we get on to Wales, why we're there and whatnot, let's just talk about a couple of things. Yes, let's. First thing is a couple of little plastic nuggets strapped to your feet <laughs> that I want to talk about. Yep. And I'm referring to Crocs. Yes. So... Uh, I've been a Birkenstock man for the last five years or so. Uh, actually, no, the last couple of years. Um, just for around the house, you know, putting the bins out or just basically my slipper. I don't wear slippers. Oh, okay. I'm a Birkenstock man. Right. I think slippers are a slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, I bought some Crocs last week. Yep. Um, Manny got some. I tried them on, had to buy. Very comfortable little little shoe digit there yeah um but you already had a pair that you keep in your car for emergencies <laughs> <laughs> when i saw yeah, myself yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> mental um <laughs> but you had to buy a pair an emergency pair of crocs this may be the first ever emergency purchase of crocs ever yeah 
wanting to dig into what happened. Yeah. So, as as you now know, and I imagine many of the listeners out there will know that Crocs are they're controversial a little bit. I hated Crocs for a long time, and I feel like it gets in people's way, doesn't it? Their their own ego gets in the way of comfort, and then until you own a pair of Crocs, you realise. These are the perfect all-round shoe. They are good indoors, outdoors. They're waterproof. They're just, they're second to none. And I got a pair in lockdown and they were, they're, they're amazing, but they're awful at the same time. They're pink and blue. Yeah. Well, they're, so they're, they can't be they, worn. Aren't they palace? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is that sucker over If here. a shoe sums you up, <laughs> it, it's that. Yeah. So I got on the hype train. I, I bought them in the 30-second window they were available, and I could never wear them outside the house. Incredible. Um, but yeah, so then we were in for a couple of meetings in London the other day, and I wore a pair of shoes that I've worn quite, quite a few times, and my God, they cut my little feature shreds. Um, and for... Not sure why, but I made the decision there and then that I was done. I don't need to put myself through another, what was probably six to 7,000 steps of walking yeah. in these shoes. Um, and I thought Crocs popped into my head. I think we were maybe having a chat about them. I had a little Google. There was an office nearby. Need a Croc. And I popped in. Popped and I, in for a Croc. I came away, didn't even get the box. How much did they charge for a pair of Crocs? They were £40. 40, I got mine for 25 Yeah. Discount. Yeah. And I was paid for the convenience. Yeah, fair enough. I respect that. You've and got to do that sometimes. And it was amazing. I said to the guy in the shop, leave the box, leave the receipt. I've got to wear these now. Uh, was a bit of a weird feeling walking down Liverpool Street in navy blue crocs felt like a little bit of an ass yeah um justifiably so but that was far outweighed by the comfort and the relief that i felt of not having my feet cut to shreds anymore and i got some looks naturally so and i was wearing a a blue kind of suit sock <laughs> underneath <laughs> it which isn't isn't to be sniffed at um and they're basically they're on my feet now those yeah. same shoes yeah. and this is the problem with them they just too become, convenient. They become a part of you. But that's like I think Crocs are almost like uh, quite a good, I guess, case study for what happens to dads when yeah. they become comfortable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like it's the well, New Balance when, sneaker, yeah. but worse. When you just choose comfort, yeah, over anything else, uh, totally function over fashion. Yeah. So you can see, you know, I, I often say to Manny, we'll see like a someone on a dog walk or, you know, just walking by. And I'm like, if I ever get to that stage, yep. have a quiet word with me. Yeah. Because they've got, <laughs> you know, fun run 2011 t-shirt on. <laughs> they got a pair Le of levers joggers. Levers 09. Yeah, <laughs> pair, pair, yeah <laughs> levers 09. Magaluf, fucking 2004. Uh, and they got a pair of joggers on and just a shit pair of trainers. Yeah. And it's like, you, you just don't care anymore. Yeah. You know, I kind of respect it. I also kind of don't. But Crocs are almost that, that bridge to that world where it's like, do you know what? But what brings them around is they're kind of a little bit hip as well. They definitely are. I think what's happened with Crocs is they've hit the threshold of m enough people being like, we're doing this. Yeah. And they've done a couple of little collaborations that really nudge it into that space. But I I'm with you. What I will say is, did you say these people on a dog walk have lost all... I mean, <laughs> if there's one place to wear your shit garments, it's walking around a muddy field. Absolutely not. <laughs> I am dripping in Patagonia when I walk my dog. <laughs> Absolutely dripping in it. Um, but it's, it's like that book, 
tipping point, isn't it? Yes. Uh, who wrote that? Malcolm Gladwell. Well. Um, well, you know, these brands, many of which become uncool, then, you know, the little pockets of East London where, you know, it's like, what's the most uncool thing? I'm going to wear that to be cool. And then everyone around them wears it. So therefore, you're not different in any way. Yeah. But it was like Hush Puppies was the big example in the US. Yeah. You know, they're very uncool brand. Then certain people started wearing them as a little celeb here and there. And it builds up. And Crocs is the same. I'm just looking at their numbers the last few years. So their, their revenue in 2022 was $3.5 billion. That's a good game. Which is a 50% increase from the year before. That's and a decent amount of profit on that. And the, and the year before that was a 67% increase year on year. Mm. Which is fucking... When you're talking in the billions, that is fucking madness. <laughs> Um, and it's from just idiots like us. So, so I've paid forty quid for these. What do you reckon they cost to produce? Like on the mould, a few quid, a couple of quid. Yeah, amazing, Tops. isn't it? They will be churning them out. Exactly. That's a literally like a little silicon mould yeah. that they just pump plastic in. Absolute go. fuck all to make. I mean, I take it off my foot and I hold it up, and I just think it actually makes me feel a little bit sick. Look at the logo. That is built for a kid. <laughs> It's just a little crocodile. That is, that is awful. That's one of them. If you ever see me not here or at home or like around the sort of 30 to 50 meter radius, like bins in and out, mm-hmm. and I've not got bleeding feet Murphys, then you need to tap me on the shoulder and say, worried. mate, yeah. take your fucking Crocs off. Because yeah. I've seen people in the pub wearing them. Yeah. You see yeah, people walking to the shops and stuff, and I just think that's You've either got to be a rapper... Or just so wildly successful that you just don't give a he's, fuck. Yeah, you exactly. look at what Bieber, you see the pictures of Bieber now, and he's wearing a hoodie <laughs> with one sleeve not on. Yeah. Probably and cost two grand. Yeah. And he's just like walking around, it's like, he must just be thinking, fuck me. <laughs> what can I what can I do to look like a total arsehole today? So like, I know. I'll I'll just wear one sleeve. Yeah. I wonder out. I wonder if I can get this trend going. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like and he wears uh airpod wired airpods, but they're not plugged in. Oh, that is genius. Yeah, it's like, oh, cool, man. <laughs> you, you just really don't want to yeah. You want pr- pr- think that you're not watching yeah. us. That's amazing. Yeah, so look, we could all just channel a bit of Bieber. Yeah, it's um, usually a good idea. Moving on from Crocs, just a quick little PSA for everyone. Yep. Um, our trip from Snowden, which we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, uh, up and down and back home in a day, really accessible adventure. Our YouTube video for that, is live, so head to the Tempesty YouTube channel, check it out. We'll share a few things on social next week. It was nice um, watching that. Good little refresher of yeah. what was it. It's a good day, wasn't it? Fucking great day. Good day out. Um, other news this week in the golfing world. Golfing. We do always this come is back a gold to somehow. Tiger Woods leaving Nike. Yeah. Woo! Where is he going to go? Where is he going to go? Where did you say that there was a bit of a rumour, some Japanese brand? <sighs> no, it's called, I think, oh, I'm going to butcher this, Greyfield or something, Greyfield. Where, where Justin Thomas is right. and Luke Donald, right. so the, the big personalities. I think, I think he's going to go down the Roger Federer route of getting a decent, a big chunk Equity. of a brand or something. But we were saying, how cool would it be if, you know, he doesn't need any more money. No. He, he's done okay. <laughs> If he was just like, fuck it, I'm just going to be like an amateur golfer. And he's just wearing random little Imagine bits. that. Yeah. Little Under Armour cap yeah. that's like been battered for 10 years. And just like, yeah, just like a club polo shirt yeah, from yeah. Portugal. Yeah. And then like a, like a, a Uniqlo trouser. Yeah, imagine that. 
be fucking amazing. Just random guns. I was going to say foot joys, but he wears them now, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, he does he? wear them now. Like, damn it. He's wearing Crocs. Yeah. I don't believe That'll it. That'll be so good. Like some budget yeah. club in Portugal. Just doesn't care. That he's gone and got a club sandwich and a yeah. t-shirt from yeah, the clubhouse. He's bought a cap and a t-shirt from there because it was quite nice. That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? I'd love it if he did that. But looking at, you know, he's paid a lot of money. I was going to say, just before we go down that, yeah. just, I was just having a little think about okay. the his legacy. What a mental, mental time he's had. So it was 1996, <laughs> right, his first deal. But... Obviously, he's crushed the golf game, but what a ro- wild ride he's been on in the last 10 years. He's a loose bastard, isn't he? That's what I mean. There's v- not many sportsmen <laughs> who are like, it, especially in a game like golf that's classically like prim, proper, lot of etiquette around it. It's completely He's gone through it, hasn't he? That's unbelievable. But is, I feel like it's amazing that he's come through it almost untarnished. Yeah, somehow. But but I think <laughs> he is the perfect case study for just like, I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah. He's made his apologies when he's needed to, and boy, has he needed to on some <laughs> occasions. But he's just like, because he's not really on social. He doesn't do talk yeah. shows. He just does his own thing. And because of that, people just forget, don't they? Yeah. People forget. Just like, not in the news cycle after a couple of weeks. No. People forget, don't they? Just like chopping a woman in every state. <laughs> <Chop>. <laughs> An absolute woodsman. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Funny that. Yeah, a tiger in the woods. Woods you by name, woods yeah. by nature. <laughs> but um, just got, he's just got away with it, really. I know. Wrapping his car around trees on yeah. multiple occasions. Yeah. Just battered. Yeah, on different assortment of booze and pills. And he comes out, as you said, unscathed. That's what I meant. Just fair play to him. Sorry to... Yeah, no. But what a guy. What a what a career. <laughs> and he just walks into a golf club with his cap on backwards and his mental sunglasses. His demeanour, And though. people go mad for him. You watch these videos of him with all the other golfers. And just the way he's just got this, like, nah, you've fucking got nothing He on knows, me. doesn't like, he? Like, none of you will ever come close. Yeah, he literally knows. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. a god. Yeah. <laughs> and then he the just god. smirks at them. They're like, well, what are you laughing at? He's like, <laughs> and he's just like... Nothing. Yeah. It's like fuck. Oh, well, that video, and he's like, "I don't take divots." It's like you yeah. just, you're yeah. just being a knob now. Um, Genius. I saw a video of him last night. Funnily enough, and he's with some big YouTube golf channel, and they do a longest drive contest. And this guy stands up and he smokes one, and he's like, "Fuck me, that was big." And Tiger just gets onto his knees, shut up, and just hits a ball off his knee and just crushes it that's ridiculous I just gets up and he's like just here to have some fun and they're like <laughs> oh my god they will just melt but <laughs> get out in the context you know he's probably one of the top five most famous or iconic sports people of all time yeah but his deal you know what did he get he got 40 million over five years when he first signed that's 996 you know a lot back then 100 million dollar kind of extension in 2001 yeah, it's, it's hundreds of millions of dollars. But then you look at the biggest deals across sport, you know, in order. You've obviously got Michael Jordan and Nike, which was just iconic because of that Jordan deal. Yeah, it won't be topped here. Yeah, made him a billionaire. Cristiano Ronaldo with Nike, lifetime deal over a billion. LeBron, similar thing. They're good at just these lifetime deals, aren't they? Yeah. But like all over a billion. Messi with Adidas, a billion. Federer one is interesting. Because he was obviously Nike for years and years and years, and then just went to Uniqlo, which is hip. Yeah, but they paid him at the end, of, like as he was retiring, ten-year deal worth three hundred million dollars. Oh, I did not know it was worth that much. Yeah, wow. huge. 
huge to, just so they can use his logo basically bloody hell yeah because the logo that was made with nike yeah exactly they must have that yeah so must he must have paid for that as well owned it almost. yeah owned the logo and the rights to it yeah i didn't realize that that's massive because he's Federer's does like a on running stuff or yeah. on as well, doesn't he? Well, he's it? got equity in that, hasn't he? Yeah, that, he's that's also a monster now. Yeah. Yeah. Fun that's fact ridiculous. about on running when we flew uh, first class to New York. Yes. What an experience. <laughs> um, we didn't pay, by the way. We got upgraded. Um, every single person in first class wears on running. Yeah. It's the shoe of the lounge, it isn't it? Is. <laughs> it is. You're turning right, you've got the, on pair of on running yeah, shoes the on. old, rich, white dude shoe. It's madness. Like, without fail, everyone was wearing them. It was madness. Yeah. Hell of a brand, though. They've done fucking amazingly well. Yeah. And part of it is old white dude, but part of it is also super niche, hip, cool. Yeah. That does a bit of both, doesn't it? Yeah. So These, yeah, those deals are, are mad. What's our biggest sponsored deal? From a brand, of course, up there, isn't it? 100 million, yeah, close, 100 quid, yeah, I'm not sure. Who's the biggest on the row? Who's our biggest? Was it Dropbox? Dropbox, our biggest sponsor, I believe so. So, this is the thing, isn't it? So, when we started doing adventures, we presumed that our revenue would be coming from brand sponsorship deals. That is a tough way to make a living. It's very hard, isn't it? Goodness me. Unless unless you have the uh, the following of yeah. some of these guys. Yeah, unless you've got millions of followers, that is a tough way to it's, make a living. It's very, very, very challenging, guys. <laughs> that's why we pivoted. Yeah, that's why we do this podcast. This is where we make our money. Yeah, exactly. And that... To everyone listening. Um, right, why are we tired? Well, we had a fantastic, fantastic day yesterday. Uh, as we said earlier, at the top, back in Wales, this time for one of the other Welsh tourism traps. <laughs> <laughs> this one is called Bike Park Wales, uh, a mountain biking resort, I'm going to call it. Wow, like that. Um, which is a downhill mountain biking centre, apparently the best in Europe. Um, is it? Apparently so. Right. I don't know what makes it the best. Uh, it's the only one we've been to. So, Their website. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it was very good. Um, but yeah, a, it's a downhill mountain biking centre in the middle of Wales, a place called Merthyr Tydfil. Ah, Merthyr Tydfil, right? I don't think there'd be any reason to go there other than going to Bike Park Wales. I wouldn't have thought so, no. No. Um, <laughs> but happens to be a, would you say mountainous? At least a very hilly region. Very hilly. Yeah. Um, and that they've basically carved mountain bike trails into the side of this mountain slash hill. And it's well, Wales's version of mountain biking ski resort. So it's, it's a ski resort, isn't it? It is, yeah. Tra- what trail built. maps with green runs, blue runs, red runs, black runs, uh, like trail guides, bike rentals, cafes. Like it's a proper, proper setup. And I was very impressed. I was. It was absolutely amazing. And we've, you know, when you're younger, you maybe take your bike and you go through the woods and stuff, which I guess is mountain biking. Yeah. Never done downhill mountain biking. Oh, no. Um, where it's like a proper track. Some of these tracks are five kilometers long. Yeah. So you're going down them for between 20 and 30 minutes, <laughs> nonstop, just going downhill. Yeah. Turns, jumps, drop-offs. Like, it was Fucking amazing fun. Great fun. Like, amazing, amazing fun. Just that perfect amount of, like, shit, I'm actually quite scared. Yeah. But this is also incredible. And 
I think we should just talk through, we're going to make a video about it, but talk through, you know, how how much it cost, for example, yeah. how far it was, all the types of things. Because I honestly think, you know, we said Snowdon is probably the most accessible adventure, and I still kind of would agree with that. But in terms of just a day out of pure fun, yeah, I honestly think this would be tough to beat. It's up if there. you like this shit, obviously. It's up there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, I think we, we did have... Very nice weather, to be fair, didn't we? Yeah, it was cold, but clear, Yeah, which was nice. I would say that, like Snowden as well, or most outdoor activities, it does the weather does help. Um, and if it was hosing it down, it would be a slightly different story. But let's start with, with the cost then, shall we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> not as accessible cost-wise. <laughs> it was but, quite expensive, actually, yeah. But it depends, I guess... Yeah, I guess you're using equipment that is really expensive. Whereas Snowden, you could just rock up, walk up the hill. This is so the the day pass on. It's worth saying there's so it's this ski resort kind of vibe. But instead of there being chairlifts to the top, there's a constant flow of mini buses with trailers on the back that they call the uplift, uh, and that is. One of the best parts of the whole thing is that is how you get to the top. So there's very little, if any, cycling uphill. Um, which only adds to the fun. Um, and so you pay for that, and I think that was £46 per person with unlimited uplifts to the top, and that includes your, your trail pass for the whole day. So it's basically as many times as you can go up and down, up and down in a day with whacking your bike on the back of the trailer and getting to the top, that is what you pay, £46 per head. So if you've got your own equipment, helmet, bikes, then that's, that's your cost for the day. And that seems relatively good. Yeah. Considering the snow dome in Milton Keynes, for example, is £40 for two hours. Right. Um, it's, it's a pretty good deal. But if you haven't got the bikes that start at two, three grand, um, you're paying £90 per bike to rent. And helmets are like 10, 15 quid per yeah. helmet on top of that as well. So what was it all in for both of us? Like 300 quid? Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, 315 quid or something yeah. for bikes, full day, helmets. Which, is, yeah, it is a lot. It's not something you do every month. Yeah. But I think... You know, well worth it, though. 100% worth What's it. That? <laughs> we do this every time. A night out each? Yeah. A big, it's a big... It's a, yeah, it's a night out. And that's what I think this is. If you're, if you're, like, if you're listening to this and you're organising, I don't know, it might be a stag do, or you've got a birthday coming up, and you're like, what the fuck can we do that's actually yeah. not necessarily just doing the same thing and going to a pub or whatever. This would be up there for me. Yeah, um, completely. The thing that did surprise me, to be honest, when we were looking at it beforehand, um, we had a look at the route maps and stuff like that. So they've got greens, blues, reds, blacks, as we kind of discussed. Um, the green is like beginner. I presumed... <laughs> yeah, this is classic yeah, you. I presumed. <laughs> I was like, right, that green is going to be for Margaret down the street. Like, <laughs> yeah. That is for someone who can, yeah, you can ride a bike, but you know, it's not really mountain biking. Yeah. Um, completely wrong. Yeah, I agree. Actually, I think to, to try and give as much realistic advice on this, if you are not very comfortable on a bike, mm. you don't like going fast, you don't like bumps, you definitely should not go to this. Yeah, it's a good point. With the assumption that it's going to be fun. That's a good point. It will be like, the green will be severely challenging. Yeah, it's a very good point. It's like going to a ski resort and the easiest run being pretty challenging, yeah. isn't it? It's, yeah. It almost misses that entry, entry level. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> we were chatting before and I was going, 
I'm a bit nervous about this because worth saying, the last time we went mountain biking was in between a couple of talks that we did on the west coast of the States and we went to Santa Cruz, was yeah, it? Yeah. We rented some mountain bikes and we went into the trails there and it was different vibe entirely. It was about 25 degrees uh, and I came off straight <laughs> over the handlebars and it's I've had PTSD ever <laughs> since. So I was thinking, oh, you know, I was a little bit nervous about the whole thing. Just you see people flying around... And you were just like, mate, this is going to be a piece of piss. <laughs> so, oh, perfect. All right, cool. <laughs> Ever the motivator. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but it was quite confidence-inspiring, I'll, I'll give you that. Um, but I was also surprised. Uh, yeah. the, the first run we did was the green run. And uh, it was, wasn't was short of a few thrills, was it? <laughs> we got to the bottom. Was like, we both looked at each other. It was like, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> that was mental. Yeah. It was... Um, but like on the, on the other side, I guess you've got that. But on the other side, it meant that it was amazing. Even the green run, like from the first ten seconds of starting at the top of the hill, you could tell we were like, "This is going to be a great day." Yeah, this is <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, but I think the thing to consider is it's very much it's very similar to skiing because you know our goal when we arrived was we like right we want to do some reds which is so you got beginner green intermediate blue advanced red and then it's like expert elite is the blacks we knew we couldn't do the blacks because you look at them and it's like yeah i'm gonna severely hurt myself there. <laughs> yeah. um, there's no path yeah way. literally it's like that just seems insane but much like skiing you know we we did the reds did two reds and they were fine but similarly you know, an average skier could ski down a black run if they wanted, but you, they just snowplow. Yeah, exactly. You're going to get down it. Yeah, you make it down yeah, it, but you exactly. don't really ski it, do you? Whereas if you looked at a proper mountain biker going down one of those reds, they would have done it twice as fast. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> flying off shit. Like it's, So that there are levels to it. Um, but, you know, it was challenging. It required a hell of a lot of focus the whole day. Yeah. was We were both just like whooping and hollering as the, <laughs> as the states would say the whole way down yeah like, fuck it out it was it was honestly amazing but what was so fascinating considering you just sat there you're not really pedaling there's not really any cardio my average heart rate for the day was like 165 i think yeah just good like zone three four yeah that's um <laughs> without really doing anything yeah. today my hands blah blah but we were so tired last yeah. night like exhausted we did have to run 4K from a car park in the service station <laughs> because of the cold feet challenge. Yeah. But, um, which we'll come on to in a minute. But you got home and dove into, you, what did you Google? Why am I so fucking tired? I'm yeah, mountain biking. Basically, <laughs> I, I was wondering why, because really, as you said, on the surface, we hadn't done, hadn't moved a huge amount. You know, we'd sat in the car for three hours each way to get there. And then we weren't like tired physically through pedaling. But, it's mentally exhausting. So I was just looking at, I was really interested to see what, like why that is. And it also links to, we were saying all day yesterday, you know, when you're, when you're on the trails, you're so locked in. Considering it was our first time doing it, we only did four runs in the whole day. And we both said, we felt like we learned so much, so like much more comfortable. Well, the fact that we did a red on our third run and even on the blues on our final run, like, we were going pretty fast, I, I think. Like the progression was a pretty steep, um, a steep path, and so I, I wanted to figure out why that was. And basically, the reason we're so tired is one, we're doing something new. Two, 
it's actually pretty scary. And as we said, we we, we were like jumping off the like the little ju uh, little jumps and berms and stuff. And if you get it slightly wrong, yeah, it like snaps you out of this like flow state that you're kind of in, and you realise that you are still in a forest surrounded by trees, and there are doing forty miles an hour. Yeah, I and there are my mental hazards everywhere. Forty-two mile an hour is our top speed. Yeah, if you hit a tree at forty-two mile, uh, sorry, kilometers an hour, forty-two kilometers an hour, you're you're gonna really, really hurt yourself. Exactly, and that's kind of what was going through my head beforehand. Of like, that's obviously the rational reason of why it's scary because. Sometimes we're like half a foot away from these trees going full full noise down the hill. But when you're in the zone, you're not thinking about that at all. And I was obviously in my own head, in my own space as I was driving back. And um turns out it's all about the release of adrenaline. Right. And when you do scary shit, which, you know, not that we were saying it was scary at the time, but our brain and our body knows that it's dangerous and it has to focus like that. That's why you learn so quickly and that's why it's tired and it's... Basically, the release of adrenaline, which is channels blood and oxygen and energy to the places that it needs, and it takes it away from where it doesn't. And in this case, it's why you don't feel tired on your shoulders and your back and your neck and everything at the time, but you do today. Mm. Um, and when you get back and you, you sit down and you're like, fuck, that's weird, I'm fucking exhausted. And it's it reminded me massively of the climb of El Cap as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. How... You know, that was so exhausting and physically, you know, that few pitches a day, climbing wise, it shouldn't be that physically tiring, but that was like mentally exhausting for exactly the same reason. Um, but it's not actually that good for you to do very often. Oh. Yeah. Okay, fine. For, from a, an adrenaline release, because it's, it's quite bad for your heart. Oh. Yeah, because it, it essentially draws energy away from your heart. So in our case, yesterday, it would have been going to our brain, apparently. There's mental, there's some great articles on this, um, which is why when you do dangerous things like skiing, snowboarding, mountain biking, and you're really tired, you make all those stupid yeah. little errors. Um, so, yeah, mental, but I, yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, great day, though, honestly. I, I, I would definitely, 100% looking forward to doing it again. Yeah, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And then, yeah, on the way back, we had to stop to charge the car in Gloucester and had to run four kilometers. <laughs> so you know what? That was fucking tough. Yeah, that took so another level of mental Talk about resilience. Removing can't. That was <laughs> awful. In the dark, down this random shit road next to a services in Gloucester. Oh, God, it was vile. <laughs> it was one of them. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah. Uh, but we are on today's day 12. Day 12. Do it this afternoon. We obviously had um, we've had an influx of followers. Yeah, Jamie, uh, Jamie George from Sarries in England. Thanks to Jamie for posting about it because we've got about two hundred new followers. <laughs> um, day twelve. I'm actually quite enjoying it. It's a nice distance at the moment. Yeah. Um, it takes like you know twenty to twenty five minutes depending on if you just want to yeah womble along or not. <laughs> uh, and I mean, it hasn't rained in yeah, a week. That helps, which isn't is it? crucial, I believe, to the mental health. But uh, it's good and fair play to the people. I don't, how many would you say are well, doing it? Well, there's 25 on the Strava group who are doing it every day. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I haven't even seen the Strava group. Yeah. It's, it's, oh shit. Yeah, it's pretty mental. Fair play. And uh, and obviously they're they're not the ones who are posting on Instagram. Oh, so it's probably a bit. It's probably about. It's probably about. 
15 on Instagram that are doing yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. So I think people, you know, some people, as we said at the beginning, are doing it every day and some people are doing it way more than they would ever have run mm. in January before. So yeah, that's been pretty interesting to see as well, actually, isn't it? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so if you are involved, keep it up. If you haven't yet, you don't have to do it every day. Just uh, do it when you can. And uh, talking about doing something you don't want to do and covering some Mars, that segue didn't work. Um, <laughs> covering some going Mars. Going on to the removing Talking carbon. about Italian then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the uh, remove can't section this week goes to an incredible man based in Lake Como in Italy. Uh, who, this was during lockdown, um, during COVID, had a huge argument with his wife. I wish I knew what it was about, but it doesn't say. Had a massive blow up with his wife. Be about pasta or yeah, something. Yes, <laughs> bound to be. Uh, basically, he was like, we're done. Like, fuck you, I'm going for a walk. The bloke walked 200 miles. <laughs> 200 miles he oh walked. Oh, my God. So he got picked up. And further than that, 280 miles from his home in Como, picked up by the police at 2 a.m. who arrested him because they're like, there's quarantine, you shouldn't be out. How did you get here? They presumed he like a driven or whatever. He's like, no, I didn't use any transport. Um, people on the way gave him food and drink. Uh, and he's just like, you know, I'm just a bit tired. He walked over 60K a day. <laughs> I'm just a bit yeah. tired. And they fined him 400 euros for being out. This reminded me, though. That's so good. You know, what an argument that must have been. And she reported him missing. That's oh, really? why the police picked him up. Because <laughs> he'd been gone for so long. Um, this reminded me of when you were doing a run and you had locked L out. Yes. And you broke your PB oh, 5K. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that is, I forgot about that. To avoid an argument, you I know. broke your PB. Yeah, quite the opposite. <laughs> we, we both were on a run and L stopped at or turned around and went back and um I had the key and she had a interview I think for a job oh god and I was still running and it was yeah it got to the furthest point away obviously before I turned around and realized I was like tapped my pockets I think I was banging around so I've got the key oh, she's got a zoom interview yeah so I turned around and belted it and uh, yeah, about a 190 heart rate and a 19 minute 5k, <laughs> all to not get told off. <laughs> Nearly um, died, yeah. basically. Amazing what the body will do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's if, like adrenaline. Yeah, amazing <laughs> what you'll do to avoid <laughs> confrontation. Yeah, absolutely amazing. <laughs> but I think that that removing can't, that might be my favourite one that we've ever done. That is incredible. It's I've got a picture of him in my head just being like. Pfft. Yeah. This. yeah, fuck you. See you later. And she's walking, he's just like muttering. It's like stupid. Yeah. But like uh, the fact that it's gone, it's like the stubbornness is two. How far would he have gone? God knows. If he didn't get a bit done. Honestly. 280 miles is such a long way. Incredible. That's genius. What a legend. What a guy. So there we go, guys. Well, thanks for listening, guys. If, um, if you're joining in the Cold Feet Challenge, keep going. You're smashing it. If you're not, Maybe do a run. Yeah. Maybe get out the front door. Head to YouTube, watch the new video, yes. like it, comment, share it, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening, guys. Bye-bye.